Blog Talk Radio. to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. This is Secrets Revealed. Understand the book of Revelation from start to finish. Tonight we're talking about the purple and scarlet prophecy. Prophecy number eight in the book of Revelation. It begins with Revelation chapter 18, Revelation chapter 17, verse 1, and ends with Revelation chapter 19 verse 5 Here it is The purple and scarlet Prophecy John the revelator Speaking To you and me Truth seekers and readers of the book of Revelation says One of the seven angels Who had poured out the seven bowls Came over and spoke to me Come with me He said And I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who rules over many waters. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her. People who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. So the angel took me in the spirit into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns and blasphemies against God were written all over it. The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. In her hand, she held a gold goblet full of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. I could see that she was drunk, drunk with the blood of God's holy people who were witnesses for Jesus. I stared at her in complete amazement. Why are you so amazed? The angel asked. I will tell you the mystery of this woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns on which she sits. The beast you saw was once alive but isn't now, and yet, He will soon come up out of the bottomless pit and go to eternal destruction. And the people who belong to this world, whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made, will be amazed at the reappearance of this beast who had died. This calls for a mind with understanding. The seven heads of the beast represent the seven hills where the woman rules. They also represent seven kings. Five kings have already fallen, the sixth now reigns, and the seventh is yet to come, but his reign will be brief. The scarlet beast that was, but is no longer, is the eighth king. He is like the other seven, and he, too, is headed for destruction. The ten horns of the beast are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. 
They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. They will all agree to give him their power and authority. Together, they will go to war against the Lamb. But the Lamb will defeat them because he is Lord of all lords and King of all kings. And his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. Then the angel said to me, The waters where the prostitute is ruling represent masses of people of every nation and language. The scarlet beast and his ten horns all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. They will agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast, and so the words of God will be fulfilled. And this woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the world. After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon has fallen, that great city has fallen. She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture, and every foul and dreadful animal. For all the nations have fallen. Because of the wine of her passionate immorality, the kings of the world have committed adultery with her. Because of her desires for extravagant luxury, the merchants of the world have grown rich. Then I heard another voice calling from heaven. Come away from her, my people. Do not take part in her sins, or you will be punished with her. For her sins are piled as high as heaven, and God remembers her evil deeds. Do to her as she has done to others. Double her penalty for all her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others, so brewed twice as much for her. She glorified herself and lived in luxury, so match it now with torment and sorrow. She boasted in her heart, I am queen on my throne. I am no helpless widow, and I have no reason to mourn. Therefore, these plagues will overtake her in a single day, death and mourning and famine. She will be completely consumed by fire, for the Lord God who judges her is mighty, and the kings of the world who committed adultery with her and enjoyed her great luxury will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. They will stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will cry out, How terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city. In a single moment, God's judgment came on you. The merchants of the world will weep and mourn for her, for there is no one left to buy their goods. She bought great quantities of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth, things made of fragrant thyan wood, ivory goods, and objects made of expensive wood, and bronze, iron, and marble. She also bought cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, wagons, and bodies. That is, Human slaves, the fancy things you love so much are gone, they cry. All your luxuries and splendor are gone forever, never to be yours again. 
The merchants who became wealthy by selling her these things will stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will weep and cry out, How terrible, how terrible for that great city. She was clothed in finest purple and scarlet linens, decked out with gold and precious stones and pearls. In a single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone. And all the captains of the merchant ships and their passengers and sailors and crews will stand at a distance. They will cry out as they watch the smoke ascend, and they will say, Where is there another city as great as this? And they will weep and throw dust on their heads to show their grief, and they will cry out, How terrible, how terrible for that great city. The ship owners became wealthy by transporting her great wealth on the seas. In a single moment, it's all gone. Rejoice over her fate, O heaven, and people of God, and apostles and prophets, for at last God has judged her for your sakes. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone. He threw it into the ocean and shouted, Just like this, the great city Babylon will be thrown down with violence and will never be found again. The sound of harps, singers, flutes, and trumpets will never be heard in you again. No craftsmen and no trades will ever be found in you again. The sound of the mill will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The happy voices of brides and grooms will never be heard in you again. For your merchants were the greatest in the world, and you deceived the nations with your sorceries. In your streets flowed the blood of the prophets and of God's holy people, and a blood of people slaughtered all over the world. After this, I heard what sounded like a vast crowd in heaven in heaven shouting praise the lord salvation and glory and power belong to our god his judgments are true and just he has punished the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality he has avenged the murder of his servants and again their voices rang out praise the lord the smoke from that city ascends forever and ever then the 24 elders and the four living beings fell down and worshipped God, who was sitting on the throne. They cried out, Amen, praise the Lord. And from the throne came a voice that said, Praise our God, all his servants, all who fear him, from the least to the greatest. That is the purple and scarlet prophecy in its entirety. In a nutshell, it is, the documentary about the destruction of a place, which is a city, a city that will dominate economic affairs, a very wealthy city, a city that is the headquarters for the great prostitute, the one world religion, the harlot church during the Great Tribulation, that city will be destroyed in a single day, in a single day. And the report of it is here in the book of Revelation, the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy. Its destruction precedes the Battle of Armageddon, and it 
follows it follows the destruction that happens after the first six plagues are poured out. It is one of the consequences of the seventh angel pouring out the seventh and final plague in Revelation chapter 16. I want to share with you about the ten kings, the ten horns that are mentioned in this prophecy. Let's talk about Let's talk about Revelation chapter 17. We're told in this prophecy, I'm going to those verses now. We're told in Revelation 17 verse 12, the ten horns of the beast are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. This is talking about the prime ministers, the presidents, the rulers of each of the ten nations that will form the ten-nation alliance, the one-world government, the new world order discussed in Revelation chapter 13 and in Daniel chapter 7, Let's go to Revelation chapter 13, which is the 666 Antichrist prophecy. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13, and let's hear what it has to say about this ten-nation alliance. So in Revelation chapter 13, it says, In verse 1, then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns. So this is talking about the same ten kings mentioned in the purple and scarlet prophecy. And we're also told talking about these ten horns with uh, ten crowns. We're also told in uh, the 666 Antichrist prophecy that the beast rising up out of the sea has seven heads and ten horns. In other words, the Antichrist has seven heads and ten horns. The ten horns, again, as mentioned in Revelation chapter 17, represent ten kings. Let's go there. Let's go back to Revelation chapter 17 so we can hear the other verses. And my goal is to make sure that you have a clear understanding about how these ten kings are going to give their authority to the Antichrist during the Great Tribulation, which is the wrath of Satan, 
And the role that they play during the Great Tribulation. So um, it says in Revelation chapter 17, verse 3, There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns. The scarlet beast is the Antichrist. Sometimes, for example, in this prophecy, the Antichrist is referred to as the scarlet beast. And I believe that one of the reasons that scarlet beast is used here is that scarlet, as an adjective, distinguishes this beast from the beast that's described as the beast coming up out of the bottomless pit, which we know is Satan, because we're told in Revelation chapter 20 that Satan's going to be thrown into the bottomless pit, and then he's going to come out of the bottomless pit a thousand years later. In this same chapter, Revelation chapter 17, verse 7, about these ten horns, we learn that there are ten kings, because in Revelation 17, verse 12, it says, The ten horns of the beast, talking about the Antichrist, are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. So this is where we go to Daniel chapter 7. When will these ten kings rise to power? And what is one brief moment, and how is it that they are reigning with the beast? So the beast will rule and reign according to Revelation chapter 13 for 42 months, for three and a half years, for what is referred in another place, Revelation chapter 12, what is uh, referred to as 1,260 days. So these ten kings, when it says in Revelation 17 that their reign will be brief, uh, brief is, according to Revelation Revelation chapter 13, brief is exactly 42 months. Here it is. Revelation 13, verse 5. Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. So these ten kings are going to rule and reign with the scarlet beast. That is the Antichrist for 42 months, so they're not going to be in power for a long time. Now, it's possible and likely that many will be in power before the 42 months begins, right? So it will be at least 42 months, but the entire length of their uh, rule, and these leaders, some may have the title of prime minister, other presidents uh, have the title of president or another title, but they're all kings. In other words, they will all hold the most senior position of political power for the particular nation which they lead or represent. And uh, they are in power for a very short period of time, 
which includes 42 months. 42 months is the duration of the leadership of the Antichrist, leadership of what? This 10-nation alliance. So when we look in the book of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And in that dream, in that dream, he dreamed of a giant statue. And that statue represented five uh, five kingdoms, five uh, one-world governments. And uh, Daniel interprets this dream that Nebuchadnezzar had in Daniel chapter 2, going to the part about the ten kings, and then we're going to go to Daniel chapter 7. In Daniel chapter 2, it says, in verse 40, but after, in verse 39, it says, but after your kingdom, talking about the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar, comes to an end, Another kingdom inferior to yours will take rise to take your place. After that kingdom has fallen, yet a third kingdom, represented by bronze, will rise to rule the world. Following that kingdom, there will be a fourth one, as strong as iron. That kingdom will smash and crush all previous empires, just as iron smashes and crushes everything it strikes. The feet and toes you saw were a combination of iron and baked clay, showing that this kingdom will be divided, like iron mixed with clay. It will have some of the strength of iron, but while some parts of it will be as strong as iron, other parts will be as weak as clay. This mixture of iron and clay also shows that these kingdoms will try to strengthen themselves by forming alliances with each other through intermarriage, but they will not hold together, just as iron and clay do not mix. So... The feet and ten toes, uh, this one world government is the one world government that we will see during the Great Tribulation. This is the one world government that will be put down by Jesus Christ after he fights and wins the battle of Armageddon, at which time he will establish his government. And in Isaiah chapter 9, it says, And of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. Continuing here in Daniel chapter 2, it says, During the reign of those kings, talking about these ten kings, the ten kings who rule over the one world government, the ten-nation alliance, what we will here refer to in our lifetime as the new world order, it says in Daniel chapter 2, verse, 40, verse 44, During the reigns of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed or conquered. It will crush all these kingdoms into nothingness, and it will stand forever. So how's God's kingdom going to crush all these kingdoms? That's in Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 21, the marriage supper prophecy. God is going to fight and win the battle of Armageddon 
where he captures the beast, the scarlet beast, the antichrist, and the false prophet, they are going to be destroyed by being tossed into the lake of fire, and all of the armies that are there in Jerusalem to fight against uh, the armies of heaven and Jesus Christ, 100% of those individuals are going to die by the two-edged sword that extends from the mouth of Jesus Christ, and the blood is going to flow from a, for 180 miles. It'll be as high as a horse's bridle, as reported in Revelation chapter 14 in the Earth Read Prophecy. The take-home point is that the kingdom of Jesus Christ, noted uh, in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, that kingdom is going to grow and grow and grow. It's never going to be destroyed. It's never going to be conquered. In Isaiah chapter 9, Verse 6, it says, and of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. Uh, who, who is that? Who's he? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Then it says in verse 45 of Daniel chapter 2, that is the meaning of the rock cut from the mountain, though not by human hands that crushed to pieces the statue of iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold. The great God was showing the king what will happen in the future. The dream is true, and its meaning is certain. So what does this mean? It's true that there will be a final one-world government. That final one-world government will consist of ten nations ruled by ten kings. In other words, ten leaders these 10 nations will represent what we will know as the new world order this 10 nation alliance will dominate economic and political affairs these rulers together will give their authority over to the antichrist they will give their authority over to the antichrist now We've heard about the ten kings looking at um, the nation of the iron, uh, the iron mingled with clay, referred to in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and which was interpreted by Daniel. And we heard about the government of Jesus Christ in the same dream that will emerge after the ten nation alliance. Let's go to Daniel chapter seven, so we can learn more about this ten nation alliance. So in Daniel chapter 7, it says, in verse 7, Then in my vision that night I saw a fourth beast, terrifying, dreadful, and very strong. It devoured and crushed its victims with huge iron teeth and trampled their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any of the other beasts, and it had ten horns. There it is, right there. This final one-world government is referred to over and over and over again in the Holy Bible. In Daniel chapter 2, in Daniel chapter 7, in Revelation chapter 13, and in Revelation chapter 17. This is very important. Now, what do we learn in Daniel chapter 7 
uh, new information is shared. It says, again, I saw a fourth beast, terrifying, dreadful, and very strong. So this Ten Nation Alliance is going to be exceedingly strong. What else will it do? It says, it devoured and crushed its victims with huge iron teeth and trampled their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any of the other beasts, and it had ten horns. It will be different from the nations that come before it. Then verse 8 of Daniel says, As I was looking at the horns, talking about these ten kings, suddenly another small horn appeared among them. Three of the first horns were torn out by the roots to make room for it. So ten of these kings, initially three will be put down. The eighth king will be the Antichrist. It says three of the first horns were torn out by the roots to make room for it. So he'll be the eighth king. Uh, Perhaps the other three kings will be replaced by new kings. Um, We're not told about that here, but it says a lot about the Ten Nation Alliance and about the activities of the Antichrist. What's the take-home point for us? The Ten Horns in the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy are ten nations, and these ten nations each have its own leader. These leaders will be in an alliance, This alliance is the iron mingled with clay. The legs uh, and feet of the giant statue in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, it's the last one world government established and run by human beings. So we are moving closer and closer and very quickly towards the end of human government and the commencement of the government of Jesus Christ. Now, in Revelation, excuse me, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 20, Daniel says this, I also asked about the ten horns on the fourth beast's head and a little horn that came up after, afterward and destroyed three of the other horns. And then in verse 23 of the same chapter, Daniel says, Then he said to me, talking about the angel, This fourth beast is the fourth world power that will rule the earth. It will be different from all the others. It will devour the whole world, trampling and crushing everything in its path. So this one world government is going to do what? It's going to be different from all the other governments that came before it. It's going to devour the whole world. The whole world means what? The entire world. And then it says in verse 24, its ten horns are ten kings who will rule that empire. What's the empire? It's the one world government. So every nation's not going to be in the one world government. And this one world government is not going to be as great as Nebuchadnezzar's one world government but it will be greater than any superpower we have seen to date. It's going to exceed the power of the United States of America. It's going to exceed the power and wealth of Russia. It's going to exceed the power and wealth of China. It's going to exceed anything that we've ever seen 
it's going to be the last one world government. There have been five, according to the Bible. The first was Nebuchadnezzar's. Um, Then it goes on to talk about uh, three others in our lifetime. We will see during the Great Tribulation these ten kings ruling and reigning with the Antichrist. How does uh, what information clearly describing or explaining Daniel's dream does the angel give? The angel is talking to Daniel, and he says to us, Daniel chapter 7, verse 24, talking about this one world government, the new world order that's coming very soon. It's ten horns are ten kings who will rule that empire. Then another king will arise, different from the other ten, who will subdue three of them. So, again, the Antichrist is going to take out three of the initial ten kings. It says, he will defy the Most High and oppress the holy people of the Most High. He will try to change their sacred festivals and laws, and they will be placed under his control for a time, times, and half a time. That's three and a half years. So a time is one year, times is two years, and half a time is half a year. One plus two plus one half is three and a half. That's three and a half years, the same time frame that's given in Revelation chapter 12. 1,260 days, and in Revelation chapter 13, 42 months. So 42 months is exactly three and a half years. So what what does it all mean? The rule and reign of the Antichrist along with the Ten Nation Alliance, the one world government, it is for a finite period of time. It will feel like a very long time, no doubt. So it'll be a time of great crisis like the world has never seen and will never see again, uh, but like this earth has never seen and will never see again. But it's uh, it has an end point, and it is followed by the Great Tribulation, which is the wrath of Satan, is followed by the marriage of the Lamb. That's the first resurrection. That is followed by the wrath of God on this present earth, which is the seven final plagues. Last, we have the Battle of Armageddon, Jesus Christ fighting and winning the war to end all wars right here on this present earth where he will capture the Antichrist, the Scarlet Beast. He will capture the false prophet, and he will put down the government's of men and establish the government of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God right here on this earth. Jesus Christ will rule and reign forever and ever, a thousand years on this present earth. Then comes the great white throne judgment. Then this earth is destroyed and we transition, because it will have worn out, we will transition to a new earth. And on that new earth, there will be no more pain, no more grief, no more sorrow, no more mourning, no more death. And on this new earth, Jesus Christ will live. God the Father is going to relocate his home from present heaven to the new earth. And every person whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life will live on the new earth with Jesus Christ and with God the Father. So very exciting times coming up very quickly. Now, what are we looking for? 
talking about Bible prophecy, the book of Revelation, we're listening to and talking about the purple and scarlet prophecy. What are we looking for to know that we are in the timing of the end of the age? We're looking for the third temple. We're looking for Israel to get the green light to rebuild its temple. The last time Israel had a temple in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount was in 70 A.D. At that time, Roman soldiers destroyed the temple. In our time, Rome will be the headquarters for the one world religion. In our time, Rome will also play a major role. It will be the headquarters for the one world religion. It is the city of seven hills. The Antichrist is going to rule and reign for 42 months. These ten kings, referred to as ten horns in Daniel chapter 7, and the ten kings are also referenced with the ten toes in Daniel chapter 2. The Antichrist, he is going to have his power increase he's going to grow in power from month one to month 42 that's noted in revelation chapter 13 and in the purple and scarlet prophecy it says to us talking about the antichrist and the ten kings in revelation 17 13 it says they will all agree to give him their power and authority so the one world government, the new world order, initially led by ten kings, will ultimately be led by one man, and this man is the Antichrist. This man will lead the kings of this world and their armies to battle, in Jerusalem, some of the troops will travel over the supernaturally dried up Euphrates River. They will come to the appointed place on the appointed day. And at the appointed hour, Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with all his faithful and chosen holy ones. And the armies of heaven, and on one side will be the Antichrist and the armies of this world. And on the other side will be Jesus Christ and the armies of heaven. And those of us whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will be there dressed in our white linen attire, having already participated in the marriage of the Lamb. Then we will participate in the marriage supper as watchers. We will participate in the marriage supper as watchers. What's the marriage supper? The marriage supper is the cleanup plan, the cleanup plan for the carnage that remains after Jesus Christ has fought and won the Battle of Armageddon. In March, 
We're going to be talking about the Marriage Supper Prophecy. In March, we'll be talking about the Marriage Supper Prophecy, Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 21 tonight. And in February, we're talking about the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy, documentary number 8 in the book of Revelation. The Marriage Supper Prophecy is documentary number 9. So what happens before the Battle of Armageddon? The headquarters for the harlot church is destroyed. The ten-nation alliance, the one-world government that dominates economic and political affairs during the Great Tribulation, it gives its power and authority to the Antichrist. The Antichrist engages in many harmful actions, but there's one thing that he gets right. There's one thing that he gets right. What is that? Let's hear it in Revelation chapter 17, verse 17. It says, for God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. They will agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast, and so the words of God will be fulfilled. And... In verse 16, the verse right before this, it says, The scarlet beast and his ten horns all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. So what's the one thing that the Antichrist gets right? He is used, along with these ten kings, to do what? Verse 17 says, A plan that will carry out his purposes. Whose purpose is God? For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. The one thing that the Antichrist will get right is that he will take out he will take out the headquarters for the harlot church. Why? It says because the Antichrist and the Ten Kings all hate they all hate the prostitute, the one world religion. And they're gonna take out they're gonna take out Babylon, and how they're going to do it, they're going to take it out with fire. It says they will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. Now, is that nuclear fire? Is it some other kind of fire? We're not told, but we're told repeatedly um, in here that she's going to burn, they're going to burn her remains with fire. And then in Chapter 18, we see uh, the charred remains are described, and the uh, smoke is ascending. So, friend and truth seeker, I hope that it's clear who the ten horns are in the purple and scarlet prophecy. I want to thank you for being with me and with us tonight as we have discussed the purple and scarlet prophecy documentary number eight in the book of Revelation. We're going to continue on Sunday at 12 noon Texas time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern, and at uh, 7 p.m. Texas time, 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. So we're going to talk also, we're going to discuss and analyze looking at other secrets in the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy. We're going to do that this Sunday and next Thursday, continuing our discussion and analysis of the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy in March, 
we're moving on to talk about the marriage supper prophecy. So in March we'll be talking about the marriage supper prophecy. I want to invite you to listen, one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven. You can listen by phone. You can also listen by Internet at blogtalkradio.com forward slash live prophetic. And you can text. Our PGN text number is one two one four five zero five eight seven one nine. That's one two one four five zero five eight seven one nine. Thank you so much for being with me and with us tonight. If you haven't done so yet, according to Jeremiah thirty three three, I encourage you, call out for God. He promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know. Until next time, truth seeker and friend, God bless you.